The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. I ask God for the grace to become more aware of the many parts of God's body throughout the world and be moved to work towards unity. Our reading is from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot were to say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear were to say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and those members of the body that we think less honorable we clothe with greater honor, and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Our contemporary voice is Richard Rohr. Humanity consistently has to face the problem of unity and diversity. 
we're not very good at understanding it. This is why we continue to struggle in our society with rampant racism, along with sexism, homophobia, classism, nationalism, and more. We habitually choose our smaller groups because we don't know how to belong to a larger group. That demands too much letting go. Here, Paul develops the doctrine known as the body of Christ. This isn't easy for Westerners to understand because we are deeply trained in cultural individualism. So much so, we don't even recognize our lack. When we try to be holy without one another, it doesn't work because only the whole is holy. Individually, we are too small, too fragile, too broken to fully represent the mystery of Christ. Let these words sink into your soul. Reflection is from Maria Kressler. For as long as I can remember, I have been a people watcher. And what I mean by that is that wherever I find myself waiting, I enjoy watching the beauty of humanity, the sheer variety of who we all are. So whether I am in parks in the city, at the grocery store in line, sitting in traffic and looking into other cars, at mass, in hospital waiting rooms, or in the airport, I marvel at the beauty of humanity in all its diversity. How truly amazing we all are. We are all created in God's image and likeness. And I'm also struck by the fact that everyone has a story. They carry burdens, heartbreaks, and joy. Everyone. I realize that my people watching can be an experience of prayer. I see such a colorful, beautiful, diverse humanity. And what I feel while I'm watching is a great solidarity with everyone for the journey we are all on together. Each of us moving to the same destination, back into God. Yes, I am praying for the world, God's world, and God's dream for the world to know love. What a wonderful and colorful world God has created in all its differences from continent to continent. The truth is, however, that our worldviews can vary greatly and sadly, Many can't see the beauty, but instead only our differences. We are at odds with one another. As Richard Rohr points out, humanity consistently has to face the problem of unity and diversity. And we seem to be struggling more and more these days with this. Yet we Christians 
who claim to follow Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ, have to face the fact that we have been given a charge to love as Jesus taught us to love. We have to own the truth passed on to us through our scriptures and tradition that all people, no matter our differences, are equal and worthy of our love and care. Our faith makes it clear that we are part of one human family. And to use Paul's words, we are all one body, many parts, but one body. And that no one part is more valuable than another. All life, each life, from womb to tomb, equal in the eyes of God, as we are God's images. Sadly, though, there is a movement around the world, not just here in the U.S., to draw lines, take sides, and dismiss the other. It has been so disheartening after the wars of the 20th century and the civil rights movement and all that we have learned. How is it that we're moving away from unity and creating more division? We seem to be afraid of diversity. If we let them in, let them be a part of our community, we will somehow be less and we will get less. If we bring them into our fold, they will somehow diminish our truth. Rather than embracing differences, we exclude or insist on conformity. You must match our attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors, politics, etc. What we read today in Paul's letter is that we also witness it in the Gospels, is Christian unity. We see God's dream bringing people together on differing ethnicities, backgrounds, and social classes into one family, one body. Most of us need only look into our own families to recognize that unity and diversity can coexist. My family of origin had its first family reunion this past summer. It was another marvel in God's beauty and diversity. When I tell you we are all so different, I mean it. While we share a lot in common, some history in addition to our DNA, we see life differently and sometimes radically. But when one of us is suffering in any way, we all feel that pain. We suffer too and are eager to do what we can to help to ease the suffering. I believe that both Paul's letter and the excerpt by Richard Rohr that we've read today are trying to help us look at our world through the lens of God. Today, more than ever before in our human existence, we have been able to see in real time the pain and suffering of our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are all united and we cannot ignore our connectivity. We are united as part of one human family, even in our diversity. We breathe the same air. Our economies are connected. Our immigration policies affect each other and climate change what we do in one place on the globe affects another on the other side. We can't not see how our other parts of the body are suffering. This is why this doctrine of Paul's known as the body of Christ is so important and equally distressing that so many Christians can turn a blind eye to it. When we get caught up in how everything affects me personally, and I cannot see how my actions are more often my inaction, affects another, we lose sight of God's dream for the world. Today's these passages are a reminder for each of us to take some time to examine our lives and check in 
on how mindful we are about the other parts of the body of Christ. How can I listen, pay attention, love and care for the other body and not see our differences as threats, but rather the beauty in the great colorful world of God's dream? Remember, as Richard Rohr points out, only the whole is holy. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart. Our concluding prayer is by Helen Weaver. Almighty God, who are mother and father to us all, look upon your planet Earth divided. Help us to know that we are all your children, that all nations belong to one great family, that all of our religions lead to you. Multiply our prayers in every land until the whole Earth becomes your congregation united in your love. Sustain our vision of a peaceful future. Give us strength to work unceasingly to make that vision 